Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest. It's Jackie Cation and it's May. I will tell you that May, I'm all over the place. I am in Boston doing the Women in Comedy Festival, uh, the weekend of the 8th, May 8th. I am working all over Los Angeles doing various headlining sets for Andre Belikov, uh, who I don't know very well, but has booked me in things like Golita. So you can check my schedule on, on my website. I'm in Scottsdale at Stand Up Scottsdale the weekend of the 23rd and 24th. And I'm in Tacoma, Washington outside, uh, Seattle in its own city called Tacoma, Washington. The last weekend of May and then the first weekend of June, I'm doing Anime Con again, uh, Acon in Dallas. Live Dork Forests, stand-up comedy. That's right. JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. Those are the websites. Mike Rickberg just sang that song he composed with his girlfriend, Sarah Cohen, and he will sing uh, the Mexican hat dance at the end of the show. Patrick Brady will fix this audio. And then Vilmos just updated my website, JackieCation.com, with some new headshots and stuff for, for people and a really great picture of me and Tiberius that the headshot guy took. Um, also on my website, there's plenty of merch. Dork Forest t-shirts, the new CD, the new DVD. This will make an excellent horcrux. So... Go for it. There's also a link on there to the $5 download of the DVD show if you just want to download it and watch it that way. The DVD has a bonus, one bonus track, and that's exciting. You could also just donate. Donate to the show if you are enjoying The Dork Forest. $8.33 a month is $100 a year, which is what I was hoping from each and every ranger. 100 bucks a year, 833 a month. I haven't made it easy. You're going to have to remember to do it. $8 in there, but there's a donation button on dorkforest.com, tdf.libson.com and jackiecation.com. There's turns out there's donation buttons around. This month's episode is sponsored by my sister and there is an ad. She's a helper magoo. She's a financial advisor with RBC Dane Rauscher and she's a good egg. So if you are looking for financial advice, I would recommend that you get in touch with my sister, Daryl Location, and you can hear her ad now. Thanks a lot for tuning in. At RBC Wealth Management, social responsibility starts at the top. As a part of the Royal Bank of Canada, RBC has been recognized among the world's financial, social, and environmental corporate leaders. Our sense of responsibility extends to our reputation for putting clients' interests first. My personal commitment is to help you achieve your financial goals, by also considering sustainable and responsible investing strategies. To learn more, visit www.darlacashian.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm at the Moon Tower Oddity and Comedy Festival here in Austin, Texas. And uh, let's uh, let's get right into it. W. Kamau Bell, welcome to the program. Thank you. We finally did this. I know, and we've been meaning to do it since New York uh, Yeah, in the winter. I think we actually tried to do it at Moon Tower, and I think I fell asleep. Oh, a year ago, Moon Tower. Two years ago, Moon Two Tower. Two years. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, let's do, uh, let's get the business to at W. Kamau Bell on yes. Twitter and WKamauBell.com, oddly enough. Yeah. Uh, W-K-A-M-A-U-B-E-L-L for all of those who are like, how do you spell any of that? Right, right. And, uh, and the, uh, the beautiful but short-lived, uh, television program, <laughs> Totally Biased. Yes. I am now officially, as I've been saying, an African-American folktale. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Yeah, the man couldn't the- handle my truth bombs. <laughs> That's it. Me and it's, Frank's place. You're the Paul Bunyan of FXX. Yes, I'm the John Henry of expanded cable <laughs> television shows. I always, I always wanted to be uh, a guest on your show as a person who didn't know anything. Like, it'd be like a Parna or, or, yeah. guy, or somebody just telling me some horrible news thing. Yes, yes. And me going, what did someone say? <laughs> what, what is that, the out loud voice? Had we only been around long enough for you to pitch us that, you would have been on the show. <laughs> Just me, someone explaining to it, me about Clive and what's his face. Clive and Bundy. And, uh, his last name is Bundy? Yeah, he's got the great, one of the great, like, you, if you just said, meet my friend Cliven Bundy, you'd be like, is your friend a racist? Like, you just feel like right. that's a that Cliven. Cliven Bundy. That's was he given six bullets as a child <laughs> and told to bring home five pieces of game? Yes. No, that's the <laughs> Cliven Bundy. There's no, there's no joy in that name. Yeah, there's not a lot of, uh, 
Good Lord. Anyway. Who knew so, that was a name? Cliven. I didn't know that, that, yeah, that, that, that feels super rural. Yeah, yeah. Like someone yeah. thought Clive was just too city. Yeah, yeah. And they're they like, we're going. Sellout. That's it. Sounds, sounds homosexual. <laughs> exactly. That guy's gay. His name's yeah. Clive. Yeah. Because my, my father-in-law's name is Clyde. And, uh, Clyde Ashcraft. And, uh, oh. and so, and he grew up in Mississippi. And all of, and, and then my mother-in-law is Helen Christine. Like it, it's a, and, and her oldest brother is Hubert Lynn. Yes, these are some So classic, there's some serious yeah, southern names going down southern there. Names, yeah. And uh, I can hear Helen Christine get in here. Right. So Helen Christine has always, as long as she has been in charge of her own name, yeah. uh, she's like, just Chris. Chris will be fine. Chris will be just fine. Yes. And, uh, so, uh, I have, uh, we, so we're doing it. We're here, we're here in Austin. Do you love Austin? Let's, 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 let's plug the city. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do, I, 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 when I first came, I was like in love with Austin. And now I, I feel like I need to come to Austin when it's not a festival. Oh yeah, that's right. I feel like, I feel like my, my vision of the city is skewed through a festival. That's a good idea. And my vision of the city is skewed through, most times I'm here, I'm right near 6th Street and, that Sixth Street is the kind of street I would avoid in any other city. In any, yeah. I I want to avoid it now. Yeah, no, I just when I went to my, I had my headlining show a couple of days ago, and I was like walking to it, and I looked, oh, where is it? And I walked, and I suddenly suddenly had to turn down Sixth Street, and I was like, oh no, oh right, oh not here. This is where the blue light isn't allowed because uh, of the because of the I just there's so much. Oh yes, <laughs> it's not, and it's oh, and it's weird because uh, it's not just it's not just college kids. Losing their minds. It's uh, people that should know better. Yeah, no, no. It's people who – well, it's, it has that It has that sort of thing where people move here to sort of like lose their minds forever. <laughs> like people – it's right. a little bit I'm like – I'm giving up. Yeah. Let's go. I, yeah. I always thought I would go to the Cape <laughs> if I was going to get – We all up. have a different place to lose our minds. <laughs> right. I was on I was on the elevator here in the in the hotel last night and I'm staying on uh, 11. Yeah. And so – It's a nice room by the way. Oh, it's a very nice room. This, you really uh, – oh, I'm, I'm in the is, business suite. You are in the business you, suite. But you're staying at the fancier hotel, which I always – I am. It's so – it's so – here's the sad part about that. I know that that's just the residual effect of Totally Biased. <laughs> if I'm to come back again, I will be here and or probably the not in the business. Yeah. yeah. It's what I I'll always – They'll be like, near the airport is a great place to stay. <laughs> Well, what I always, uh, what I, uh, line from Defending Your Life, that Albert Brooks. That's one of my favorite from, movies. It's so great. I always say, hey, who wants to come on over and help me paint it? It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's but I, um, yeah, so I'm on, I'm on, uh, I was taking the elevator up. Uh, seven people get on the elevator at nine. I'm on yeah. 11. Yeah. So, or 10 rather. And, um, they're drunk, drunk. And they're between the ages of like 27 and 70, uh, seven oh. different people. And they're all together. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to 12. And I said, all right. And then, so then they keep stopping. They're like, no, Jim, come with us. No, Larry, come oh, with us. Yeah. And I was like, and finally I just had to yell at him. I was like, Jesus Christ, you guys, I have one more, one more floor. <laughs> you have to fucking let me go to one more floor. And they said, don't you want to come with us to 12 and party? And I was like, no. And I certainly don't want to party with you at 10. Uh, <laughs> wow. In this elevator. And, that like, is... and they were not re- repentant at wow. all. Wow. That, were... that whole, that, I, that's something I would never do. You just did a lot of things with that story I would never do. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm well, a, and I'm happy. Good yeah, for you. Middle-aged white lady. Uh, they yeah. never cast me in something called Taken uh, <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> because I think we all fear that woman because yeah. they know that middle-aged white, uh, middle-aged of any, uh, uh, middle-aged women yeah. are this close to losing their shit at any minute. Well, it's funny because in my mind, like if I'm doing a show and if there's a, if there's a black woman, say 50 or older mm-hmm. who's laughing hard, I really don't care what else is happening with anybody oh, right? else. That's like, like, that's oh, my, like that's Nailed my like it. that's my totem of like if that woman thinks this is funny, <laughs> the rest of you can come along. But that's really because she because fifty year old black women will just be like ha ha like a Cape Fear laugh when they're like really hear something funny. Right? And they don't care if anybody else is laughing. No, no. Yeah. There's a certain point where you're like, uh, it really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Matter. I've, I've worked I'm, too hard. I've worked too hard. I'm in the final stretch of this. Yeah, thing. yeah. And uh, and and whatever I got me. or didn't get, you're not taking anything else from me. Right. Yeah. It's you know like I I was ta- talking to somebody. I said you know in your 20s and 30s you might want to kill yourself, yeah. but in your 40s and 50s you're like. I'm not going to kill myself, but I could die. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> I had a good run. I had a good run, and yeah. then I wouldn't have to finish the script. Oh yes, so I think yes, we all exactly. Win. Yes. If, yeah. uh, and then I okay. So, but you, we were. I was asking you what uh, a couple of things that you dork out about. Yeah. And you uh, said Rocky, two. Yes. 
Not Rocky. No, I mean it's it's Rocky's good. Rocky's a good movie. Rocky's a great movie. It's it's a great he, movie. Rocky Two is a better movie. Rocky Two is a better movie. Absolutely, than Rocky. empirically, he doesn't win at the end of Rocky. Yes, which is one of the things people forget. Yeah, no, no, he doesn't. He does, no, that it's a great movie. It's like a yes. four star movie. Okay, Rocky Two is a five star movie. Five star movie. Yes, I don't even remember Rocky Two. Oh, that's, that's yeah. the thing. It's basically. It's a it, rematch. It's like a well, it's a rematch, and it's basically like a reimagining of Rocky. It's really what it is. It's really like a. It's like the studio it's got as a if, hold of. If there was a twenty-year difference, they would have called it a reimagining. Okay. You know, like because it's basically the same exact story with some more elements that give it a little more emotional heft. Okay. Because Rocky, the fr- I mean, you know. Okay. Yeah. I feel no, like, no, please. I know. It's like I feel like this is. Like, I this haven't is, seen either of them in fifteen to okay, twenty-five. Okay. It's like ever. Then you are a bad American. Right. But uh, that's Rock. Here's the thing. I don't get. I mean, just in general, I don't get patriotic about 99% of things. Like, I don't watch the Olympics. I don't, I watch the events I like, but I don't get like, oh, right. when people were watching the, I get really confused when people who I know don't give a shit about sports are excited about the Winter Olympics. Right. Like, people were like, I stayed up all night and watched some Every, curling and just like right. watch it. And I'm like, you don't care. But yeah. they get all patriotic in that one. So, but Rocky Four will get me to be like, I'll slow clap at the end of Rocky Four. 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 Yes, I, is, I, I is like. Is that the one with the Russian? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. Is that the right. one with the? Ru- you know what? I would leave. How many Rockies are there? I mean, there's technically, in my mind, there's four. But there's, but there's technically six. Okay, so he made six movies with the word Rocky in them. Yeah, and he's in every yeah. single one of them. Yeah, he's and he directed most of them. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, wrote, so and he wrote all of them. He wrote all. That's of what them. nobody understands. I mean, here's I'm, Sylvester Stallone. We, we've really, I mean, he's sort of done, he's got like a weird body dysmorphia thing and he's, right. and he's, you know, he's clearly got, I mean, but I feel like he's, he's probably not, I mean, he's probably not a nice guy. He's been famous for a long time, rich for a long time. I don't right. know him, but I would like to hug him if I give him a chance, but I've, right. I've also learned don't try to hug your heroes. Uh, oh. wow. Put that on a pillow. <laughs> don't try to hug your heroes. I, I tried to, I You're going to knock him off the, you'll knock him off the pedestal. Yeah. If you hug him. I, I asked Lou Ferrigno for a hug one time and it was a really awkward experience. Yeah, that is awkward. I mean, the yeah. thing is, is I had, I tried to say why I wanted a hug and he really was, it was, it was at Comic Con. He is hearing thing. him. Did you? Well, no, I did. I think I he mean, heard he's not me. An idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he heard you. No, okay. no, no. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so, okay. So Rocky 2. Rocky 2 is a better. Is Apollo, a, Rocky, rematch. Is, rematch. Am I correct? It's a rematch. Yes. Now, why is it, why does it resonate more emotionally? Because the, the Rocky 1 is like a 70s movie. Okay. Uh, I said Rocky one. It's Rocky. But right. Rocky, the original, is like a is like a classic seventies. Everything's the worst. Yeah. Like it's very like Scorsese. <laughs> like we're at Mean Streets. Like okay. It's clearly he was Serpico. inspired by that. Yeah. Everything's yeah. the worst. Nothing ever gets better. If you ever try to achieve anything, life's gonna shit on you. Okay. And so all you can maybe find is love with one person. Okay. That's basically what the story. It's like so. Even though he loses at the end, he's through the journey. He has found Adrian. Okay. I mean, nobody a gives the Rocky movies credit enough for the love story. I think okay. in general, but uh, but yeah. So if you can just find love, one little <laughs> piece of love <laughs> with a person who really doesn't even talk for most of the movie, uh, then you then that's you don't have to worry about whatever else happens. Okay. Whatever else happens, you'll be okay. So that's that's a great classic seventy story. Rocky two. Is about redemption, which is a better story. That's just a better story. Why redemption? I mean, I don't it's, even. It's like the hero's journey. It's just a better. Okay, so it's just that, a better because he because he wins. He so he loses. He so the Rocky two. It starts with him. The fight is just ended. All the, it's funny. All the Rocky movies start at the very end of the last one. <laughs> like it's a really, oh, really? he's re- he they all start with a montage of what happened in the previous movie. Just in and case. then take up. Yeah, it's and so and also it's really smart because you get if you like the Rocky movies. They're basically showing the final fight, and you're getting all excited, right? Right. And so it hypes you back in. You're like, Sylvester Stallone is kind of. I think he's. I just think he does. He's kind of. He's a genius in this really specific way. Right. Right. Well, uh, you only need to be a genius in one. thing. No, so. you don't. You, I yeah. mean, I mean, the dude also created the Rambo franchise, so he's clearly like he. Right. He, you know, he's good at he's good at the thing yeah. that he's good at. Yeah. Schwarzenegger has done a lot of movies, but he hasn't created franchises. Right. Of like you know, he didn't create anything. No. He, no. No. Well, he created Schwarzenegger. Yeah. That's he created. He Schwar- yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, but so it starts at the starts end with of the- it starts with the, it starts with the montage from the first Rocky movie. So you see Rocky lose, and then it picks up with them 
basically going to the hospital because that's it's it's very authentic to heavyweight to boxing like you know boxers okay. they fight and then they, a lot of times they have to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, that makes total sense. <laughs> they like they do the press conference and it's like and now can somebody take me to the hospital? Wait, I see I've been beaten up for forty five minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> so, like, that never I should, even occurred to no, me. No, Muhammad Ali. That's like a, you know because you'll like you know like uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah, la- yeah. They, what weight? Doesn't matter what at? weight. They generally. I mean, even if they just go to the checked up, but but a lot of times if it's a really brutal fight and a long fight especially 70s fights for 15 rounds uh wow you were like you had been in a car accident basically <laughs> you'd been in a 45 minute car accident right with another 220 pound man yeah, or whatever. And, yeah and and just the the sheer exhaustion of moving that long is but then also getting wow. hit so yeah so it, they go to the hospital and it's this frenzy of Rocky being like, just ha- like again, just sort of happy that he sort of made it through and yeah. he found Adrian. He's sort of totally fine. And, uh, Ap- uh, Apollo being asked, it's like all, they ask Apollo if he Does wants Apollo to. Does Apollo go to the same hospital? They go to the same hospital, which okay. is also, which, which is, is also true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, there's these, oh, I mean, you gotta see Rocky too. There's these <laughs> scenes in the hospital of them talking to each other because what else are you gonna do? Like they're right, not in the same room. They're, in the wi- they're not. They're not, they're just in different, there's in different rooms in the hospital. Okay. And so there's scenes of them interacting in the hospital in that way that, and it's really sort of this really small, these really small moments of like, Rocky goes in the room, goes, Apollo, I was going to ask you a question. And Apollo's like, out, like, what? <laughs> Did you give me your best? Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> oh my God. I get goosebumps. And so it's a really, it's a, it's a small story of this guy who goes to this life changing event, but then basically, Tries to return to his normal life, but oh, because right. he went through his life-changing event, people won't let him return to his normal life. Right, because his life is no longer that life. His life is no longer that life, and he just wants to like, and he's made some money from the fight, but then he finds out, and he doesn't want to fight anymore because he got because he was beaten up. And he's, <laughs> right, hardcore. But he finds out that so he's sort of basically like, I'm not going to fight anymore, and but I've made some money. But it's kind of like a classic story of like any success, you don't make as much money as you think you've made. Right. So then. He tries to trade on his fame. People are like, you want to do commercials? To do commercials. And there's this brutal scene of him trying to do commercial, and it becomes clear that he's functionally illiterate. Right. So he can't read the cue cards. Like Brett Favre. Yeah. No. Oh, right. I was like, yeah. I, don't I just co-signed on something I had no idea. I just, well, no, I don't know if you've ever tried to see Brett Favre do a commercial, uh, but it's never – I don't think he's functionally illiterate. Yeah. I think he's functionally a terrible actor. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, well, you know, it's just that weird thing where – it's the same, I mean, it's the same thing where it's like – I thought it runs into that Mitch Hedberg joke. You're like, uh, you're a comedian? Uh, yeah, can oh. you write screenplays? You're, yeah, you're a like, cook. Do you also farm? Right, <laughs> right. I need you to do something adjacent but nothing, nothing like, like what you do. And so there's this brutal scene where he gets mocked by this by while he's trying to make this commercial because he's trying to make easy money to, right because he, he doesn't want to right. and he thinks oh, i'll be in a commercial and he can't do it and they're and they're making fun of him and adrian stands up for him and the guy throws him off the set wow. and then he has to go basically get a job at the same meatpacking plant that in the first movie he was boxing at with yeah. the plastic scene, he has to go get a job there scrubbing the floors of the meatpacking plant okay after he's been called He's just fought the heavyweight champion of the world. Right. And within a couple of months, he's, he's scrubbing the floors. I mean, it's a total like, ah! Oh, this seems way too real. It's, yeah, it's, it's like you, like, as a comic, you're like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as a comic, like, ah! As, as a guy whose show just got canceled, I have, I have considered right. scrubbing the floors of a meatpacking plant. Right, right. It's a, it's a triple run. You know that Dave yes. Tribble oh, once yes, said yes, to me? Yes. He said, uh, you know, I meet comics on the way up. And I, yeah. and I was like, oh, well, then I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, and, yeah, you'll uh, be back. Like, yeah, you'll be back. Oh, you'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> so he has to basically. So he has to do that? Yes, he, he has to totally like, and he doesn't, he's an, sort of an egoless guy, but even his egolessness, he has to sort of keep sublimating it for the fact that like he can't. He, it's like that thing he, he went through, it's like, he went through this big experience. It's like an American Idol winner. Like, you know, yeah. like you, you win. Now you can have a career. Your album tanked. You're done. Oh, you know, and so he's, done. and now he's like scrubbing the floor. And then he gets laid off from the meatpacking plant. Okay. Because they, you know, they, they it's, laid it's, people it's the up. 70s. Right. Uh, and then he gets a job. He has to beg for a job at the, um, at the boxing gym where he had trained in the previous movie to take on Apollo. Wow. He has to beg Mickey, the guy who was his trainer, to hire him, and he's basically changing, like dumping out spit buckets and and wow. towels in front of guys who were like, you used to be the you were the guy who just fought Apollo Creed, yeah. the greatest heavyweight champion of all time, and he's and he sort of has to, be like, yeah, and he has no ego about it, but people keep shitting on him, right? And other boxers are making fun of him, 
right. because they're like, you're nothing. And he gets totally... Which is what the first movie was. I mean, he well, was and that's just the thing. Getting... The first movie, he didn't really realize he was getting shit on because he was a guy who had no expectations of himself. Right. And so we watched that going, oh, well, he's clearly going to rise above this. He's clearly going to rise above this. And in the second movie, I bet you're watching it going, oh... Yeah. This is just what life is going to be like for yeah, him. Yeah, but he has the he has the knowledge of like I just I've fought the champion. Okay. But I actually don't want to fight him again because it was the hardest thing I ever did. <laughs> and it, and it, and I was in the hospital and he doesn't right. and so he's sort of like he doesn't but he doesn't want to box anymore because it's so hard and he's sort of but trying to figure out where his life is and he so he goes back to the gym and he's trying to uh, Oh, by the way, I should have said spoiler alert. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, 37-year-old movie. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. And Rosebud's the the it's, it's different. <laughs> so he 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 basically is at the point where he's and Adrian has to get a job back at the same pet shop where he met her in the first movie. Okay. Because they're not rich. Right. And so she has to go back to work. And he too. buys all this expensive stuff and he has to basically he gives he has to he buys this a Trans Am because it's the seventies, a black right? Trans Am. Sure. He has to give he has to ask his friend Paulie, Adrian's brother, to take the payment for the Trans Am and, oh. and Paulie's like, Do you need me to lend you some money? This guy who Right. Rocky had been all like, Look at how rich I am. Yeah, now. Yeah. And so it's his total like ah, he basically gets and to the he's getting so crushed. Now at the same time, we go to Apollo Creed. Yeah. Apollo Creed, who first of all is one of the greatest screen villains of all time, doesn't get enough credit for the fact that like I feel like if you and one of the most uh developed, you know, this is the black characters of all time. Like he's not just one note. No, no. Like, he goes from being this villain to be and he's also was he's a boxer. He's sort of this mix of like Muhammad Ali, but also like uh I don't know. He's like a really, he's like a, like Muhammad Ali was smart, but he's like a, he's like, they basically made a smarter, more educated Muhammad Ali. Right. And well, and, and more, um, more business savvy. More business savvy. So like yeah. he's, he basically is a, you know, so, and, and so Apollo Creed at the same time we cut to his house and he's getting letters from people saying that Rocky beat you. You oh, let wow. the race down. And this is the 70s, so, yeah. you know, the race. And so it's, it's right after the 60s. <laughs> so it's sad. So it's, it's sad. sad. Yeah. So, he, so he's getting these letters about how you that bum carried you. You let the race down. He yeah. didn't beat you. You couldn't beat him again. And Apollo, who who didn't want to rematch, yeah. I was like, I have to fight him again. Right, because I clearly. I have to show people that I that I can beat this guy. Right, right. And so he basically uh, drums up this campaign to get Rocky to fight him. And Rocky doesn't want to fight him. Because he's like, I, you know, we, we, right, right. What, we, we, I, 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 you, I lost. You did, you, you did won. indeed. Because yeah. Rocky thinks, yeah, you did win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has I don't no, it's, just a, it's not the response that you normally think. He's like, no, you won. I don't, <laughs> no, you, you, I was in the hospital for days. Like, right. I, I'm thinking. Yeah. And even though I'm working at the old gym. Yeah. Like, uh, like turn, bumped out spit buckets. I, you know, I had a good run. Yeah. Yeah. It was a... But basically Apollo, uh, so demoralizes Rocky in the press and, and sort of takes his manhood away. That Rocky decides to fight him. Oh yeah. And then he goes to Mickey, the, I feel like I'm a five year old telling the plot of a movie. But no, it's they, good. So though. anyway, it's, he but, goes, he goes to Mickey and like, Mickey says, I don't want to train you. You're not actually that good. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, it's his whole thing. Like he keeps being shit on. Like as Mickey's like, I, if, if I train, you're not, you're going to lose again because you're right. not actually a good boxer. Oh. And well, the, in the, I mean, the, the, I guess the, the boxing that Rocky was good at, and I think that that I've read enough fiction mm-hmm. uh, where there were boxers in it that there are guys that can just stand there and take a beating, yeah, and you can't win because you cannot knock that man down. Yeah, no, and that's that's the it's weird. I just I so I had a Rocky tweet the other day about about I feel like maybe Rocky would be better at boxing if he spent more time sparring and less time running up mountains and chasing chickens, <laughs> like because there's that whole side of the Rocky movies too where they the training sequence. Is where it's like he spends very little time actually boxing other people. Right, he doesn't. He's not. He's not no. actually working on his footwork. No, or, no, no. It's a lot hands. of like catch this chicken, yeah. chop this tree down, <laughs> <laughs> lift this, lift this uh, weird Good thing, weird log, weird log. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of like extracurricular things that aren't actually <laughs> boxing training. Uh, so and and so he, you know, so he, so Mickey doesn't want to train him, but then Mickey agrees to, and the whole thing is like, and then. So he get so it's it's so just a better story because you get to see somebody go from what is the top all the way back down and then all the way back up again. Okay. And it has one of my favorite. This is funny. Me and me and my wife. I don't know if we've gotten fights over this, but I'm like, that's what I want you to do to me. I mean, like, right? Seen in the movie. Oh, and I'd say Adrian is pregnant. 
Right. Uh, she has the baby, but she, she falls into a coma after the bit. Ba- I mean, it's just classic. Oh my God. She falls into a coma. So I will and, say this about, about Sylvester Stallone is that he does love a trope. Yes. Yeah, that no, is he, he's working all the angles. He's right. working. He's not leaving. There's no trope left unturned. <laughs> so she falls into a coma. The baby comes. It happens in the middle of Rocky training for the fight. Right. So he doesn't want to train anymore because he's he's more in love with Adrian than he is and interested in taking this fight. Right. And he's like, you're really going to lose now because you're not training. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not leaving the hospital room until I know Adrian's okay. Do you want to meet the baby? No, we're going to meet the baby together. I mean, it's really <laughs> like this really like. Oh, he won't even meet the baby because they want to. Oh. He wants to wait till. Eight. Yeah. Look, wow, that man. actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Like, and so he's like, I don't want, and so it is, and Sylvester's a great actor in that role. Like, he really knows how to sort of make it a really sort of like intimate, and it's really, yeah. it, like, it's a 70s movie, so there's a lot of intimacy into it, in it. So, Adrian, so, so then fi- he's waiting in the hospital. Mickey finally says, like, there's a scene in a chapel in the hospital where Mickey says, look, uh, if you wanna, if you want to stay here and end up losing that fight, I will sit here with you and we will go lose that fight. Like, I'm not okay. going to yell at you anymore. Okay. I'll just sit by you while you sit by Adrian. Right. And we'll lose the fight. We'll lose the fight. Yeah. We'll just <laughs> – and Rocky – so then, of course, there's a montage because it's a 70s movie. Right, right. Adrian comes out of the coma. Right. She It's that scene where it's like he, she's laying in the bed and suddenly he's he's holding her hand and suddenly her finger moves. moves. And yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. And the And the – also, here's the thing about the Rocky movies. The greatest, most iconic – theme music in the history of cinema. Yes. You cannot play we could play that right now and we would both get like dun 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 dun. Right. We'd start to like jump <laughs> up like, a little I gotta bit. Get some shit start, done. Yeah, start to shadow box. <laughs> and so and they use that move they use that music in many different ways throughout the movie. So sometimes it's very sort of like dun dun it's it very oh, like oh, like in in uh in uh the Brady Bunch when yeah. they played the theme really slow when yes. they were on the seesaw. Exactly. Contest. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sure, so they sure. so it's they uh they slow it down uh, when it's a roller skate backwards a, a light motif. Yes. 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 Yes, all right. And so, like, in the hospital, Adrian has to come around. They start to play, like, a very sort of lyrical, orchestrated version. Yes. And, he, and she comes out of it. And uh, and then uh, this is one of my favorite scenes, well, probably my number one favorite scene in the history of movies. So she comes out of the coma. There's a montage. They bring the baby in. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to name the baby? And uh, Paulie's like, what about Paulie? And Rocky's like, that's a pretty good name. And then Adrian <laughs> says, what about Rocky? And they're like, and so they named the baby Rocky. Take the they baby named the baby Rocky? They named the baby Rocky, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even even Rocky's like, is that a good idea? <laughs> that seems like uh, that's not a name. No, it's not. A that's name. a nickname. It's a nickname. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a, you got to earn the gotta, name Rocky. Yeah, it's, mm. which in the later right. movies you find out his son doesn't. But uh, <laughs> not, I don't really want to go there. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But okay. so uh, so Adrian's like so then. And Adrian had been against Rocky fighting again yeah. because he's like, you got hurt. You're not a good boxer. Right. <laughs> she she's does, it's like, not explicit, no. but the basic was like, you, you, you're not a good boxer. Right. This isn't. So he said, so there's this scene where she comes out of coma and he says, so Adrian, if you, uh, if you don't want me mixing it up with Creed anymore, I don't have to do mm-hmm. it. We'll figure something out. I don't have to do it. We do. I understand. You. I, I've, I've worked on it for years. years. And, uh, and so she says, am I, and so she says, and she's still in the hospital bed. She's like, Rocky, there's only one thing I want you to do. And she's like, and he's like, what? She's like, come here, come here. And he leans it forward. And he goes, when? Oh. And then, and then dun, the music dun, goes, dun, 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 dun. And, and then he goes, well, what are we waiting for? Let's go. Yes. And it goes immediately to a training, to the like, dun, 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 push up one arm, dun, 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 running through the streets, dun, 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 and so, so it immediately goes to that. It's the it's the training sequence, which again you can't resist that music and Rocky. And then the tra- that training sequence ends. He he's back at home, and this is all like this seventies montagey. There's very little dialogue. This might be a four hour thing. I gotta go through. So uh, yeah, yeah. So then he he's at home with the new baby. He's rocking the baby. He's about to go for a run. He puts the baby down. They do the most subtle. I had to point this out to Kevin Avery because I've I've had to I had to push the Rocky movies on him and he's he's a fan Ooh. now. Kevin Avery, okay, uh, oh, I know one Kevin of the head writers. Yeah, yeah. He was the head writer of Totally Bias. Uh, and there's they do this thing where you I I swear it happens. You have to really be where he puts the baby in the crib and the mo- and he turns the mobile on and the mobile plays a like 
pink pinky version of the Rocky theme. Oh my god! For the first couple notes, that you're like, wait, what? And it's gone. Yeah. But I absolutely know they did it on purpose. <laughs> it's not an accident. So and so then. Rocky goes out for this run. Now, this is the iconic Rocky movie run where he runs through the streets of Philadelphia okay. and ends up being chased by kids okay. and runs all the way. Like the first one, he runs up the steps by himself. Yeah. But this movie, he runs up the steps with all the children of Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Pied Piper. Pied yeah. Piper. And, he, and this is where he's jumping up and they're all like, yeah. Rocky, Rocky. And then he goes to the boxing match and then he beats. I mean, at that point, it's just all. It's, 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 it's the, it's the thing. It's right. a, he beats him. It's a law, it's a 15 round fight that goes both, that goes what back. What did you, what did you want? You want your wife to whisper the word win? Yes. I would like to, I would like to every night before I go on stage, like if you don't want me doing stand up comedy anymore, <laughs> Melissa, I don't have to, I don't have to do it. I could like, you know, get a job and go back to college. Right, right. There's only one thing get I want you masters. to do. Kill. <laughs> Kill. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, like, and my wife certainly does that in ways, but I want that, I want that right. exact. She you certainly has been more than supportive oh, and, sure. and believes and actually thinks I'm funny, which is not something that every, I've noticed that not every comic has that in their life. The person, the person they're with who thinks that, who actually gives a shit about what they do. Right, right. It is, it is nice. You know, um, I was just in Hong Kong and, um, I got an email from this, this guy. Who, uh, long email about how nice it was because we, he did a tourist thing with us all day long and he said, you know, it was really nice watching Andy watch you do stand up comedy. He clearly heard the jokes before, but he laughed again. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, he's incredibly it's, supportive. I've, he's, I've certainly seen it when it's not that. And it just feels like, it feels like I couldn't imagine being married, married to, that to person. some person who did, who's like, yeah, you do comedy. Like, yeah, you're a plumber, you know, like, it's just, right. And my wife, I mean, really like actually has certainly, she's a, modern dancer so she has helped my movement on stage and critiqued it and like sort of helped me sort of figure out just like don't pace unless you're actually doing it for a reason right and which i still do sometimes but she's like like stay centered and then also has certainly contributed more than her fair share of tags oh yeah and 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 has certainly like has certainly and helped, just funny herself it's funny and, herself and, and like creates material just by being with you and also will help me sort of like when i'm sort of she can tell i'm riffing something out she'd be like and then and i'll be like yeah yeah, and then sometimes that's an angle. Like, that's an realize angle. that's I, I. I was like, dude. And sometimes I'll totally forget. Was that really you? Yeah, that was you. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, so yeah. it's like, and so then he, uh, and so there's, and then there's two more things I'll say about this, and then we can stop. Oh yeah, about it. But, no, no. So <laughs> it does have a fatal flaw, which I hear all great art has a fatal flaw. Sure. Well, you know, how will you know it's perfect unless yes, it's, it's unless it's got, it's got something. A fatal, yes. The end. Of the, so it's got this icon, again. Another not it's iconic, but a famous scene in the movie is that the end. The last. The fight is a 15 round fight goes back and forth. Anybody could win. Da, da, da. And then at the end, at the last, the last round of the fight, uh, Rocky hits Apollo. Apollo goes down. Both Rocky and Apollo fall to the ground. Okay. And the ref is standing over both of them counting one and they're both trying to climb up. And, and it's sort right. of the implication is that whoever climbs up first mm-hmm. is the winner. Or whoever, or if, yeah, whoever climbs up first is the winner because the other guy's still down. Okay. But in actuality, that's not how boxing works. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like, if you hit a guy, if you just happen to, if you're just standing in the ring and you fall th- and nobody yeah. hit you, they'll just say, get up. Oh, okay. And so Rocky knocks Apollo out and basically, if you do it, through the sheer force of his punch, yeah. they both fall to the ground. But it's not like the ground is like, well, if you're on the ground, you're losing. Right, like, right. No, it's, it's like, it's no, you can go, they would just be like, they would stop like, hey, Rocky, Rocky, you get up whenever you want to. They would be counting over Apollo. Oh, right, right. Rocky, you can stay, you, you yeah, just you, slipped. You, right, right, you, you, you lay down. You've had a hard, <laughs> you, you've had a hard few weeks. But Apollo, you need to, you, we're counting over you, but the implication because is Because you got both. punched in the face. But Sylvester Stallone, it's more dramatic to have them both sort of crawling up yes. the ropes. And then Apollo just slumps down and Rocky gets all the way up and the arena oh, right. explodes. It's just more dramatic, but it's not, it's not how boxing works. And the is boxing that, and, in Rocky. And that's the flaw that people point out that's just, it's just as a boxing fan because I, I actually have been a box fan of boxing I'm like it was years later i watched as a kid and kept watching as an adult became a fan of boxing probably due to the rocky movies of muhammad ali and then right. later watch Rocky. like hey wait a second wait why that's is that not actually how it works and as everybody points out who's a fan of boxing the box of the actual physical boxing in rocky movies yeah. is not good boxing okay it, well. it's just it's just basically it's like a it's like a bar fight where one guy swings and another guy swings yeah and another guy, there's nobody ever dodges a punch nobody ever jabs nobody ever, <laughs> nobody ever works the body there it's all headshots and right right it's not it's, it's more dramatic but yeah, yeah but it's like but and then the other my other favorite thing about the rocky movie and this is my own uber geek moment that i've pointed out to other people it happens during the training sequence when he's running and the kids all are running with him yeah there's this part where 
uh, so the kids are running with him through the city, and there's a part where they, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a, a wide shot, and Rocky's running with the kids, like a group of kids, and then he, like the music shifts, and they clearly, the idea was like, this is when Rocky's gonna break away from the kids. Like, they're yeah. all running with him, but this is when Rocky's gonna totally, like, yeah, smoke. Hit, hit overdrive. So, so it's like, and the, and the music changes, and Sylvester Long starts, like, really pumping, and he breaks away, and you can see there's this one kid in a red jacket who looks at the camera, and you can see that he knows the camera's tr- breaking away with Stallone. Yeah. And he starts <laughs> running, like, full on. And for a little bit, he keeps up with him. And yeah. it's the rest alone smoke. And it's just like, I was like, that kid is awesome. Like, <laughs> you can see him running, and you can see him look at the camera like, oh, here it is. And he starts, like, really. Like, and he, and, and he. And it made the movie? It made the movie, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, you have to really have watched it, like, a thousand times. <laughs> And really, no. to really, it's not something that you would see right All off, right. but it's just clear if you watch it again, like every time I watch it, he, he clearly turns the camera, looks and goes, Oh, they're breaking away. I got, I, he was trying to stay up with Sylvester Stallone yeah. and he couldn't because Sylvester Stallone was a, right. was a, was a highly trained athlete at that point. Right at that point. And yeah. the kid's 11. And the kid's 11. But yeah. I, I, if I ever, like, you know, how you have those weird show business, like if I ever got big enough to just sort of, like, I do the work I do and I enjoy the work I do. And I think, but if I ever got to like, well, I've done all that I can do. Right. I would totally do like a, a deconstruction of the Rocky Two movie and try to find that kid <laughs> and try to talk to uh Oh, like a little uh, kind of a, a, a travel channel kind of let's yes, do this. Yes, do this. Let's break this down to right. basic elements. Tiny. I'm a big fan of breaking yeah. things down to their base elements. And I would try to find that kid and be like, You did that, right? I, that's what happened. Right, right. Do you remember he, that? Because he's probably the same age as I am. Like he's right, right. he's not yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wonder what that guy is doing. Yeah, but it's just it's just clear that he was like, Oh no, you're not leaving me behind. And every time I point it out to people you can they go, yeah, you can totally see the heat. Oh, that's hilarious. So, yeah. That's, uh... That is great. Now, um, yeah, what the heck? We're, we're at the halfway point. Let's talk about the other. Because I like that they're both sort of fighting. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, been, there's a theme. Somebody likes a fight movie. And yeah, it's a no, triumph. Like a you know, movie. it's kind of triumph of the will kind of thing. It's a, you know, because Bruce Lee. Yes. Or is the other now? And I Bruce just Lee saw... was basically my stepdad. Is how I look at it. Like, <laughs> I grew up with mostly my mom and saw my dad in the summers. Yeah, and Bruce Lee was there the rest of the time. The rest of the time, being yeah. a man, being showing, a man. You... showing me how to be a man, right? How to, how stand, to stand up, up for yourself. Things. Yeah. Yes. To... And I took martial arts for a long time, mm-hmm. basically because of Bruce Lee, and also feeling like so I could stand up for myself. What What martial art does Bruce Lee know? Do you know? Yeah. Oh, oh you're going to know. Yeah, you're going to. Get this. I have a picture of myself with a Bruce Lee statue from Hong Kong last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, wish, uh, and, and Andy was like, pose like Bruce Lee. We're both going to pose like Bruce Lee. And I was like, I don't know how to pose like Bruce Lee. And he said, look at the statue. Yeah, do with the, and do with the have, arms. I would imagine they froze him in an iconic pose. He wasn't just. Oh, probably, yeah. His shirt was probably off. His shirt was he off. He wasn't like just wearing a business suit. <laughs> Waving. Right, right. He, he had a, a bespoke business suit from uh, from Kowloon. Why do they no. put Bruce Lee on a surfboard and a, bus- a surfboard and a business suit? That's weird. That's not what he did. Right, he's hanging out with Mickey Mouse. Yeah. No, it's um, yeah, it's yeah. So, but it was it was a cool. It's a cool statue. Anyway, it's a, you know he's a, he's a cool dude. Well, it's, I've uh, never seen a Bruce Lee movie. Well, that's the, the hard part about Bruce Lee movies. Bruce Lee movies are kind of like if you were to sit down and watch a Bruce Lee movie now, I feel like you would have the same. Sort of feeling as if you were to sit down and if we were to sit down and listen to like a, uh, 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 uh what's his name? Uh, God, I can't believe I'm blanking. Lenny Bruce album. Oh, right. Like where you, it's the great, everybody tells you he's the guy. He influenced right. everybody. It's where modern comedy started. But if you listen to a Lenny Bruce album, which I have on occasion, it's kind of like listening to algebra. Because the references don't make sense anymore. Cause right. it's like, he's like the, it's like if you listen to, if you listen to a Pat Oswald album in 50 years, people are gonna be like, I, because uh, it's just there's so many references. Here's okay. Now I have there's, there's not the patents not. It's just the idea. No, that, like, but there's, there's there's two. I I did listen to a Lenny Bruce album mm-hmm. in an in an effort. I I I did two of them, mm-hmm. and one of them was funny and it kind of carried. Yeah. And the other one was was actually him just whining about forever the court trial. about the court trial yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but the I, the experience I had was uh Richard Pryor. Oh, okay. Which had been hacked so bad. You know what? That's probably the better example is Richard Pryor. It's probably because every. And every, I was like, okay, this has been covered. I mean, these yeah, are yeah. funny jokes, but I've heard nineteen people do some variation on this theme. Richard Pryor's probably yeah. that's that because more people because his blueprint is still exists through people. Yeah. And so yeah, so that so it'd be like to me, it's like so if you because watched other people have done other people what have Bruce done Lee. it, and other people have like sort of without him, they couldn't do what they did. But when you watch what they do, it looks like it's like it's the same thing with Richard Pryor. You feel like. Oh, I've already seen a better version of this. Right. <laughs> like or Jet an Lee updated. Or, or, I mean, basically, Matt Damon in the Born Identity movies 
is doing a better version of it in some oh, sense. Oh, really? Because they just know how to make, they know how to shoot it in a more exciting way. Okay. They actually know how to make people who don't know how to fight at all look like they can fight now, which okay. Bruce Lee actually knew. Like back then, the only people who basically did that were the people who knew how to, who were actually somewhat skilled at it. What years? What, and back then, what, like, the, what, when did they, when did Bruce Lee make those movies? Bruce, basically Bruce Lee made, this is in, people who don't know Bruce Lee really don't, he only made, he only made four movies in his okay. lifetime that he finished. Okay. And then there was one more that he was halfway through that they then recut up and released after he died. Okay. And that was basically, I mean, basically he was 1971 to 73 and then he was died. So okay. He, over the course of two years, he made four movies. Okay. Uh, all, all of which were made, were Hong Kong movies, except the last one was a co-production, Enter the Dragon. Weird. And so people, there's this idea that he made something. And as a kid, I thought this, he made thousands of movies because after he died, suddenly all these Chinese dudes became these sort of like Bruce Lai, Bruce L.I., yeah, yeah. Bruce Liang, Dragon <laughs> Lee, Little Dragon. And they all sort of like had the same haircut. And yeah. As a kid, I would watch like Kung Fu Saturday on TV when, the, and I would think I was watching Bruce Lee movies. Right. And then when I finally, like, it was essentially the name of the genre to some extent. Yeah, for Bruce a while. Lee movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like black exploitation movies, yeah. Bruce Lee movies, Bruce gangster Lee movies. movies, and Bruce Lee movies. Bruce, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I w- and so he only made four movies, but they but they changed. I mean, you know, the Matrix is Bruce Lee movie. The, like that's a great example. The Matrix is doing a better job of it, even though none of those people know how to fight. Right. But they know how to like they have wires now that they lift your leg up and they crouching <laughs> tiger, and it up and dragon. Then, yeah. yeah. And so it's it's more exciting. So if you watch them, they're sort of slow. Now, yeah. Okay. Even though back then they were fast. Right. You know, like, the pacing was different. The pacing was different. Uh, uh, they're a little. They feel a little bit hokey. But I I can sit down and watch them now. But it's that thing where if I sit down and watch, I can't watch them with somebody who's like I've never seen a Bruce Lee movie because they're gonna be like. You're not gonna really see what I saw when yeah, I was eleven or ten, or what the world saw when it was 1972. And also, yeah. the, there's also a big component to Bruce Lee where it's like uh he was. There were other martial arts movies before him, but his martial arts movies sort of basically gave a, a, like Chinese people and Asian people like a, a, an international hero, right? Who at a time when it was like they didn't have one before, he was so he was a very. That's why there's a statue of him, right? That's <laughs> he why was, he is. He, he is became that guy. internationally known in a time when. He was in Hollywood. I mean, it's also the Hollywood story. He was in Hollywood trying to sell his services, and they were like, "I don't know if people want to see an Asian guy fight people right, or be on. I don't not fight. I don't think we'll see an Asian guy on TV doing things. Right, right, at all, at yeah, all. Yeah, unless he's like the cook or right. The, or we the, have Jack Sue. The he's, he's the only. He's the only guy that we're working with. And there was the because uh, there was the Green Hornet show, which was like the sort of a spinoff of Batman. Okay. And Bruce Lee was Cato on the Green Hornet television show. Oh, I don't. Yeah. And it, right. the, it only lasted like a season season or two it was short-lived but it was one of those things where like bruce lee was the best part of the show all right it was like bruce lee van williams was the guy who played the green hornet who was supposed to be the superhero and Kano yeah. was his sidekick but bruce lee's like doing jumping spinning kicks in the air and spinning around yeah. and, and van williams is like the classic 70s action actor who's like just throwing the slow punch like the kurt he's like a like a shatner he was all posing these and awkward just... posing punches yeah. and it's like eh. uh and so yeah so bruce lee had to leave Hollywood and went back home to Hong Kong and became an international superstar. And they, because when he, and he, this is what happened. They showed reruns of the green Hornet in Hong in China. And the show became called, it was called the Cato show. Okay. And he became, and he went back home to Hong Kong and found that he was famous. Like yeah. he was like, Oh, like there was a plane, like here comes Cato. Yeah. And the show had been on the air for like two years. And then he made four movies and they, I mean, you know, it's, I, he, the, the martial art he did was, he started out in a martial art called Wing Chun, which I trained in, which okay. is a very sort of, uh, very specific version of martial arts. Like it's a very, it's not, it's, it's not karate, it's not, not jujitsu, it's, it's like, not it's like kung fu, judo. there's thousands of versions of kung fu. Okay. And, you know, and so they're, and they all can be very, very different. Mm-hmm. And so Wing Chun is a very, uh, it's actually mostly for self-defense and it's a okay. very close up fighting style. There's no, there's not a lot of, high, there's no high kicks. Okay. Usually if you kick, you're kicking. Well, what was somebody. he doing then when he was kicking? Uh, you're, like you kick someone's knee to try okay. to break it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. Right, so right. it's like, so, but then Bruce you disable. Lee. Yeah. You disable. But then Bruce Lee came to the, he had to leave Hong Kong because he got in tr- trouble with the fi- oh. fighting and he, he was a street fighter as a kid. Okay. Had too many street fights. Had been born in San Francisco, so his parents were like, we're going to send you back to San Francisco because you're the street, oh, okay. streets is hot. <laughs> so, right. And his right, dad, right. he was, in, his dad was actually a famous, uh, Hong Kong actor. And oh, so okay. Bruce Lee was in movies as a kid, as a child actor. So his family was like, we're sending you back to San Francisco so you can, the streets is too hot. And then over here, because he wasn't around 
the instructors anymore. He sort of adapted his own fighting style. Okay. For, and, and figured out a better way that to execute what he wanted to do. And then the movies was about all the high kicking and, and acrobatics. So did was, he do that in San Francisco? Did he live in San Francisco? He lived, or? he lived in, uh, he lived in San Francisco. He lived in, he had a school, a martial arts school in Oakland. Okay. And then he also lived in, he went to college in Seattle and had, and taught in Seattle, uh, uh had a school in Seattle. He's what buried he? in Seattle. Oh, is he? Yeah. I went and saw his grave when I went, like the second time I went to Seattle, I went to, and I don't, I'm not a grave guy. But right, I was right. Like, Tom Rhodes, like... grave guy. Came yeah, on, I know. That's, came yeah. on and Dork Forest did a, about, about, uh, I, I, I've seen it. I've seen the pictures on his website. Yeah, yeah. that's so weird. I'm not a grave that's guy, great. but I was like, ah, I just feel like I should see. And his, and then his son Brandon is buried right next to him. And you're just like, oh, oh the crow, right? The crow. Yeah. 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 So it's a, it's a, it's a sad thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, yeah, I can't imagine. I used to want to, I used to, his daughter is a little bit older than Bruce Lee's daughter. And I was like, and as a teenager, I was like, I, maybe I can marry his daughter. <laughs> uh, right. Cause he was so cool. So yeah. just four movies. Just four. Cause uh, I, I watched all of, not all of them. I've seen probably a half a dozen Jackie Chan movies. Oh uh, yeah. I'm not a Jackie Chan fan. Okay. Now what is the difference? Jackie Chan was funny. That's the difference. Okay. Bruce, and that's Jackie Chan admittedly has said in interviews many time. He said, I really, Bruce Lee was like about defending the manhood of China, defending like Chinese masculinity. Cause okay. A lot, Cause at that point in history in the, in the entertainment, Chinese masculinity was considered not. Oh, sort right. Of like a, and so he was about like, like there's a, there, like, fuck you. Right. I've, I'm not going to take shit anymore and I'm going to kill everybody. Right. <laughs> so, I'm going to kill everybody. I'm not going to be the sidekick. I'm not going to be the sidekick. Gonna, yeah. And so Jackie Chan, early Jackie Chan movies, there are ones where he's sort of doing a Bruce Lee thing. Yeah. And he very, very quickly realized, I can't be that guy. And right. so he actively took it another direction. Yeah. But I'm more of a fan of like the, like, I'm not going to be shit on anymore. Right. So All it's right. a very, it's a very, it's a more serious, I mean, there's comical elements to it, but it's a more serious, like, Walking tall, like you kind know, of, yeah. Like, and it, and all the Bruce Lee movies have basically the same plot, where he he's there's always this element of him being like the new guy in town, okay. Who people know he can fight, but he doesn't want to fight. It's a, sure. It's, you know, he's like, I don't. It's the gunfighter it's thing. The gun, yeah, it's, it's yeah. They're westerns. They're totally yeah. westerns. I don't want to fight. He sort of gets pushed to fight. He's like, I don't want to. I'd rather not fight. Finally, they they beat up enough of his loved ones around him. Right. They're like. All right, and then he Fine. doesn't stop fighting for like the last thirty minutes of the movie. Like, it's just like, it's just like <laughs> then he's gonna fight everybody, and then everybody, the, and then at the end of every Bruce Lee movie, which is also a very interesting thing that doesn't happen that because I think Bruce Lee had a, a moral code. The the hero either gets arrested or killed or is just alone at the end. Okay, so, because because revenge doesn't do anything. It doesn't. For you. It doesn't help you. So like okay. he's so like Fist of Fury, which is the first one. Uh, he gets a, uh, he gets a, a Chinese, can, well, the titles are all, they're different titles. So some Bruce Lee right. geeks can be like, that's not the right. So, the, <laughs> uh, so the big boss, I'll go by their Chinese titles so I can okay. sound cool. The big boss, he gets arrested. <laughs> yeah. Cause he beats up too many people and kills too many people. Okay. But he's doing it cause this, this, this drug dealer is basically destroying this town. Okay. Uh, so he, big boss, he gets arrested. Uh, Fist of Fury, which is the second one, but, in the America, Fist of Fury is the first one. It's all right. stupid. Uh, F Fist of Fury, he, he, his, the Japanese are, be, are picking on his martial arts school. Okay. He's the star pupil and they kill his teacher and they're beating up all the people in the martial arts school. And it's a very Chinese versus Japanese thing. Okay. Like there's a sign at one point where there's a part in the movie where he walks, he's trying to walk into a place and they point to a sign that like no Chinese or dogs allowed. Oh. And it's, so it's a very like, and there's a point yeah. in the movie where he goes, he sort of goes, he sort of defends China. He's like, we are not, we are Chinese. We are not sick men. And yeah. apparently theaters in Hong Kong are like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so he, yeah, and, I got a little goosebumpy there yeah, myself. No, it's like, yeah, I'll tell you, there's some, I could show you some goosebump trailers. <laughs> I'll just show you the parts of the movies with the, where you get goosebumps. And, yeah. uh, and at that end of that movie, he walk, he, after he's killed everybody yeah. who, who needs to be killed, he <laughs> walks out and there's a huge crowd of people cheering him. And there's the police who have the guns trained on him, right. like uh, ready to arrest him. And instead of being arrested, he runs straight at the guns and jumps, and you hear gunshots go off. Oh, okay. You don't see him, but you the idea is it that clearly he gets is that he's and then uh, suicide let's by see, cop. Uh, then uh, there's Re Return of the uh, Way of the Dragon, which is yep. the one he directed. That one. It's just at the end of the movie. It's the one where he fights Chuck Norris. Oh, okay. Yeah, where it, he basically he's Bruce Lee is totally responsible for Chuck Norris. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's uh, yeah. I, I don't know anything about Chuck Norris. I I think of him as sort of a Poor man's Ted Nugent? Rich man's Ted Nugent? Well, no, Nugent? he's become what? that. It's, he was at what one point I? a poor man's Bruce Lee. He's always been a poor man's everything. But, uh, mm. 
he was yeah now he's a poor man's Ted Nugent he's probably richer than Ted Nugent though <laughs> right. but because uh, Walker Texas Ranger is still oh, here right, somewhere right. but so he, he but he Bruce Lee trained with Chuck Norris and brought him into the movie and, and Bruce Lee was five seven and so Chuck Norris is probably over six feet tall so it's yeah. this classic like little guy beat up the big guy and uh and that's the movie little guy beats up the big guy because Chuck Norris is the bad guy in the movie Chuck Norris he's like he's hired by the bad guy to beat up. Bruce Lee. Okay. Like it's, it's, yeah, he, it, it's funny. He's actually, he's probably the best opponent Bruce Lee had in the movie. He probably, no, he definitely is. But he's, he basically, again, it's these, it's, it's the Japanese people again. It's, no, it's the Italian, he's, it's in Italy. It's set in Rome. Okay. And the Italian mob is trying to horn in on this Chinese restaurant. They bring in Bruce Lee from the old country to come help them. Right. First, he doesn't want to fight. And they're like, but we brought you to fight. Yeah. And he's like, ah, we can probably solve this some other way. Eventually, he has to fight. He kills everybody. <laughs> and at the end, he, like they're like, thank you for helping us, and he just sort of walks off into the sunset. Okay, in the classic Western, like oh, classic. He's just like now he's alone. I'm I'm done. I've, I've fought. I've killed everybody. I can't stay here. So. Right, right. And then uh, Enter the Dragon just sort of ends with him slumped up against like a I've killed everybody, <sighs> and then the movie ends. <laughs> like there's, a, there's no there's no joy. There's no there's right. not usually there's kind of love interest, but it never ends well with the love interest that's an interesting that that that's interesting that he has no interest in in because he's like yes there is fighting and yes this needs to be done but there's no triumph in it no there's i think he and i think bruce lee had a very he had a moral code that like fighting is like the last resort right take and it's and there's not going to be there's only survival there's not winning right interesting so he his fighting style off screen was a very sort of brutal Get the fight over as quickly as possible. Right, right. Not high kicks, not fancy screams. Like in the movies, he's all like big high kicks, lots of fancy screams. Yep. But in real life, it's like, you know, bite his throat out and keep moving. Right, <laughs> right. You know, poke his eyes out, kick him in the yeah. nuts, and then go about your day. <laughs> like, you know, like why, why we got to sit here all day? Yeah. You know? Right. Somebody, uh, somebody was telling me is there was the difference between, um, uh, little boys who fight and little girls who fight oh. is like little boys will fight and then there'll be a winner and a loser and yeah. little girls will fight and it'll be to kill the other yeah, child. Yeah, everybody loses. Right, yes. everybody yeah. loses and yeah. you're just like, no, I have to destroy you and you're like, I remember that from when I was a little kid. I was like, and I never, I wasn't a big fighter. Yeah, but no, it's it, because I think for, it's just, I think it's societal, like boys are raised to fight. There's a winner and a loser, but also there's that weird thing where then they all go have a drink together. Right, right. You know. And and they were tra- they're sort of socialized, yeah, socialized from a very early. And I think with women, you're socialized to not fight. So if you fight, it must be the end of time. It must right. be the end it of days. Be the end like of it's the like world. there's no we're we're all, one of us is going to be off the, eliminated at this point because right. we're socialized to not do this. So right. We're not supposed to do we're this. We're not supposed to do this. And I sort of feel like I was socialized like a girl because I was like, I don't wanna I don't Ever. wanna and so I was you know, I was sort of picked on as a kid and so when I when I discovered Bruce Lee and I discovered Bruce Lee movies and I started taking karate and then I took Taekwondo, but then I moved to Chicago and found a school that taught Wing Chun, which is the okay. Bruce's original style, and I just went all in, yeah, and sort of like did it kind of anonymously, like nobody. I w- I did a lot, I did a lot, but I would go to school and nobody knew I was doing it. And then okay. there was just one day where we had like a like a, there was like every year they'd have like an arts festival where we would invite people in to show arts things, and so I invited my martial arts instructor. And to, and, and to do a demonstration and I did it with him. Yeah. And it was like, things changed for me at the school after that. <laughs> Cause he also set it up for like, we're going to let you, uh, do some things to just sort of establish. To some, alert the, to alert the, the masses. masses. <laughs> I was just sort of always quiet. And so people would sometimes shit on me yeah. just because I was quiet. And then I would just be like, that's shitty, but I would not, I didn't, I didn't even care. like, not, I just didn't want to, st- I'm, I didn't want to, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to get yeah. involved in this. I don't, why are we, oh. why are you being shitty? Right, That's right. That's generally my whole, that informs my comedy. Why are you being shitty? Right, I, and then you step away from whatever horrible thing is happening. When I was a kid, I was spooky reading girl. And, yeah. and later people were like, you never did anything. You never talked to anyone. And then whenever anyone would push me around and stuff, I'd be like, What's happening? Exactly. That's, I have the same feeling. Why are we doing this? I'm not, I didn't do anything to you. I didn't yeah. even talk to you, which was, I think, what drove them mad. Yes, yes. Because they were yes. just like, well, I'm cool. Why aren't you addressing that? I, or have, something? A, I have a very similar story. I was, uh, I went to a lot of different schools and li- I lived with my mom mostly, but I would live, I lived with my dad for two and a half years at one point. All and right. I went to this school, this Catholic private school in Alabama. Because if you're in private school in Alabama, it's probably a Catholic school. Right. Uh, <laughs> this is how it works. And so I went to this private – my freshman year of high school, and there was like these the three different tracks of the school where like if you're in track – if you're in the track one, you were basically in all sort of 
advanced classes. Oh, you're right. In track two, you're where the bulk of the high school is. Right. And if you're in track three, you're, I don't know Shop. what the, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know what that was because right. I was, I, and because I'd gone to a lot of private schools in my life, I knew how to take the, t- I knew how to take standardized tests for it. So I yeah. always ended up in track one just because yep. whether I was smart enough, it's like, I just wasn't afraid of a standardized test, which is a lot of, a lot of why they think a lot of public school kids are stupid is because they don't know how to take standardized tests because they don't yes. teach them. Whereas I went to schools where like you would take a lot of practice standardized tests yep. just so you didn't freak out. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, I know how to fill in the I know how to fill in the bubble. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not afraid of the Scantron. You know, yeah. I'm not like, what is this? Why has everything changed on this one day? Right. Uh, so I was in all track one classes and, and because of that and because it's Alabama and stuff, I was one of, I was one of the only, I, I don't know if there, I was the only black kid I saw in all of my classes. <laughs> like there, there would be one or two, like there'd be one black guy who's like, I'm good at math. And then one black yeah. guy was like, I'm good at English. But yeah. I was the only black guy in, who was in every one of the classes. Okay. And so there just became this thing where like one of the black guys, the, like the black guy who was good at English was like, how come you don't hang out with the black kids at this school? And I was like, I never even thought of it. I was like, I'm just, Hanging out with the people I see in my classes. Like, you know, right, like I, people there's some, do. there's people, in, there's other like white kids who I see in all my classes. So when I go sit down to lunch, I go sit with the kids who are in all my classes. Right. Cause you know them. Cause I know them. We've been doing all, we know all the homework and we we're talking right. about, I was like, I hadn't even thought about it like that. And he said, and he was basically like, well, there's been some talk. <laughs> and it was like, what do you mean there's like, been some oh. talk? Like you think you're better. No, I'm just, I'm not oh. thinking about it at all. I said, right, I'm so, and then, and then at one point, this was like a, like I was, I was standing with some friends of mine and this group of black kids come down the stairs, like black dudes. And I see them and I'm talking and this one guy pushes me up against the wall yeah. and they sort of like shake me down. They didn't take anything, but they sort of shook me down very publicly in front of everybody. Yeah. And they disappeared and they're laughing. And I, and I was just sort of standing there and one of my white friends like, I saw the whole thing. I'm like, you saw it. Where the hell were you? Why, why, why didn't you have my back? <laughs> and so, and I understood it, yeah. I, you know, but it was just like, they were mad because I wasn't hanging out with them when from my perspective, it was like, I'm not, not hanging out with you. Right. I'm just, hang, I'm, I'm 13. Like I'm yes. not thinking this yes. through. I'm right. just hanging out with the people I see the most. You know? Right. You know, it's, it was a giant realization for me about 10 years ago when I realized that, cause I, I used to be the one who was like, well, why isn't this happening? Why am, are that person doesn't like me or that person when about 10 years ago, I realized no one was actually thinking about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah, not. Yes. Nobody's actively hating me. Yeah. Nobody's actively not thinking or not wanting to yes. support me because I'm a woman or because yeah. I'm this or that. Well, some people are, but I understand what you're saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. it, it does occur. But you it, have to. You have to yeah. sort of. You sort of have to ask yourself that question when you get angry about something, or when you sort of like, yeah. why is it? And I think it, I have that question. Is this because? And you go through other things, and then sometimes you're like, nah, this is just because. I think it's because they're not is, thinking about me at all, yeah. and they actually know that person better. Yes, it's yes, just yes. like that guy wants to hang out with the guys that he knows. Yeah. I'm a woman that he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I happen to be a woman, and so it doesn't even come up in his brain box. Yes, yes, so yes. we could bring it up. Yeah. Oh, I'll bring it up. <laughs> it's just As you like, prove with that elevator story. Right, exactly. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And it, yeah, just, yeah, because people are not thoughtful. And no. I was, my father is not a very thoughtful guy. It doesn't make him a bad person. Yes. It just makes him a guy who isn't thinking about anyone yeah. but himself. Yeah. And it just, you know, but I tell a classic story because last year on his birthday, I called him and he said, you only spent the entire day with your brother Russ and he didn't say happy birthday to me all day long. And I said, Hey dad, when's Russ's birthday? And there was a silence and he goes, point taken, point taken. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you nailed it. I mean, at least yeah, he can be, he can hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have to get it to him in that direct way. You have yeah, to sort of like, it's like point counterpoint. Yes. yes yeah. You yes. Can't, it's not about sitting down and having a thoughtful discussion. It's just exactly. Like, it's about, it's about, it's like a court trial. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, it's been almost an hour. So let's, right. let's make sure people know that you're going to, you're going to go to Bridgetown to do the stand up comedy. I'm going to stand up at Bridgetown. There's which a, is there's a, a night, W. Kamal Bell and friends happening at Bridgetown. Excellent, excellent, and that is Featuring in several Portland. Comics I haven't met yet. As, uh, as that goes. I know it. It's I'm doing Ari Shafir and friends tonight, uh, and Ari Shafir is a nice man. Yeah, I wouldn't call us friends. <laughs> I mean, we're not enemies. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm sure he's looking at the list, going, 
Oh, all right. Yeah. And uh, and then you're doing that uh, Jesse Thorne Max FunCon yeah, boat party thing. Boat, I know the website is boatparty.biz, and I forget what it's, but it's a it's a comedy. It's one of those cruise. comedy cruises. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With so, a lot of great comedians on it. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I yeah. bet. And then Bridgetown is a in Portland, Oregon comedy festival. In, Portland, in a couple of weeks. And yeah. then your regular schedule is just on W Kamau Bell. Yeah, I'm, this whole year is about. Uh, there will be more dates being added uh, shortly, but it's about gearing up for. I want uh, my plan is to record. Uh, a comedy special this year. Oh, good. And I, and, and I'm starting a, a podcast with Earwolf, uh, specifically about comedians and comedy. Like, you know, there's a lot of comedy podcasts. Yeah. But I actually want to talk about the work of comedy. Okay. Like, like how you write. I'll be your on act. that. Yo, please do. Well, it's, it's about, it's about, I do comedy. cause I feel like we talk a lot about the road stories and stuff, which is fine. But I mean, like, how did you write that joke? Yeah. Yeah, how where did, did you, that come from? How did you construct your hour? Like, okay. You know, who are the comics who really, you know, so really get into the nuts and bolts of comedy? Yeah, you know, I did, I just did, uh, an hour where I recorded it and then I released it through allthingscomedy.com oh, cool. and just one of the $5 downloads. Nice. And allow me to say publicly once again that, uh, that, um, Louis C.K., yeah. you could have set the price point at $10. <laughs> But you, you set it at five dollars, and so now Nobody it's five dollars. All you can do is go lower. You can't go <laughs> right, higher. Right, right. You can go four ninety nine, but you can't go. You can't go. You can't even go five dollar and one penny without. <laughs> you know, oh, you're you're oh, a penny better than Louis C.K. Are you better than? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. right. Well, yeah. and I do have a hard copy that people can get on the website. Clearly, clearly, you might want to go to jackiecation dot com. Get yeah. yourself a DVD. Yeah, it's got a bonus track. So, um, but whatever. But it was. Are you going to record your own and and then market it, or are you going to do it with the, with the people? If, if the you people... know, I, I, if the pe- I, I'm willing to talk to the people about it. Right. I'm at this point where I just, I, you know, people sometimes want to talk to me now, and they didn't want to talk to me before. Totally biased. So I, I'll have the conversations, but sure. I certainly, the thing that that ultimately sort of was one of the, I mean, the thing that was ultimately was one of the frustrating things about Totally Bias, and I'm not, it's not FX was great, they were great people yeah. to work with, but was that people had a hard time getting the show, and so my thing now is about anything I do, I just want to make sure it's easily available. So certainly. Okay. I, I don't want to do anything where it's like yeah, because it, it was it was not only deep cable, it was deep cable adjacent. Yes, because FXX, yes. where you're like, well, now why are you being a jackass about yeah. it? Now we got to go through a yeah, and it's like it's like and it was also because it had been Fox Soccer. You some people had to pay like <laughs> oh, you had man. to get it in the sports package even to get oh. FXX. You're like. I don't know if I want the rugby channel, but I would like to see Totally Bias <laughs> <laughs> and reruns of Mad About You. So I guess yes, I gotta get what the, is the sports package. But yeah, so I just want to make sure whatever it is that it's easily available to people who like what I do or want to. Like yeah. What I do. And, 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 and people should like what you do because I always enjoy what you do. People get out there. CW Kamau Bell do the stand up comedy with the talking out of his joke hole because it's always a good time. Thank you so much for doing the Dork Forest. I've learned a lot about uh, fight movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just real quick before we yeah. go, uh, the link between Rocky Two and Bruce Lee is that, uh, uh, Muhammad Ali, both were, both Rocky, Sebastian Stallone and Bruce Lee were inspired by Muhammad Ali. And I think that is the dorky out. Yeah. Well played. <laughs> Have a good one. Take care out there. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay. Oh, my God. Thank we. You. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?